This is the Mouthpiece Podcast. And we got a good one this week. Because we have Canelo fighting this week. And when Canelo fights, it's always big. It always has that feeling to it. It has that Canelo feeling. Babe, do you feel Canelo feeling? Yeah, but we didn't do an intro. We're getting there. But oh, I just wanted to get people pumped for oh, it. Oh, yeah, of course. Woo! <laughs> See? The excitement is in the air. And it's in the it's in the Hernandez home right now. The Canelo feeling of a fight. It's big fight weekend. Because Canelo is a superstar. And the superstars are rare in fighting. Okay, it is. Basically, superstars right now, we have Conor McGregor, Canelo Alvarez. Basically, superstars right now fighting. Tyson Fury, right there on the borderline. Anthony Joshua, right there on the borderline. But right now I'm fighting, that's your, those are your two. Garcia's borderline. What Garcia? Ryan Garcia? Yeah. Oh, he's getting there. He's going to be a star. Yeah, yeah. No, maybe he's getting there. He's, he's, getting he's there. Right, right there. Yeah, I get you. I, I agree with you. He's a star he in the making. people fighting over, like, wanting to be his next opponent. He's, he's getting there. You know who's there that I'm going to hate to say? And you're going to be mad that I said? Hmm. Jake Paul is a, is is a star. Not. He's a star in boxing. I'm sorry. He he's is. He's not a star in boxing. He's not a good fighter, but he's a star in boxing. For right now, he's a shooting star. Okay. This is the host, Ezra, with my co-host. Jade. Say hi. But wait, are you going to tell them your good news? Mm, what good news? <laughs> Our third co-host. <laughs> what? Oh, the baby? <laughs> I thought we already had said that. Oh, okay. Jade is with child. <laughs> I first. I, if you're new to the podcast, I could have sworn we said this already. No, but didn't. No. Oh, I was like, what are you talking about? Good us. news. I was wondering when you were going to let your loyal followers... All five of them. <laughs> What's up, Ethan? But uh, uh, yeah, we are with, we are with child. Well, Jade is with child. I'm just kind of chilling here, watching the you know mood swings and symptoms and everything just hit her. And gaining some weight. You're gaining some weight too. I'm gaining weight. No, I'm just. I'm working on it. I'm just kidding. No, I, I think I had the weight before we had the baby. That's the problem. <laughs> but I'm 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 getting back in fighting shape. There might be a comeback coming. <laughs> yeah. I like how you just laugh at that. <laughs> Anyone that like knows about my boxing career probably just laughed right now too. They chuckled for sure. Smile. Okay, let's get to it. Can we get down to okay, business? Sorry, that was probably the most important message of the night. I I thought you knew. I did like a, if you follow me, if you know me personally, and you see my Instagram, you gotta admit that's like one of the best ba- uh, announcements for a baby ever. I know people didn't appreciate it, and some people had some weird theories. Like, I was trying to hide it on my Instagram. Oh my I'm not saying God. that was you. I'm just saying your friends probably thought that. Who said that? You said that. You said people <laughs> do that when they don't want to post that they're having a baby. <laughs> I was just giving you a hard time because you were so proud of it. You know I have to bring you back down to earth. And you do, constantly. <laughs> so let's get back down to earth here. With Canelo Alvarez versus Billy Joe Saunders. Let's get to the stats. Um, oh, okay. So, page two. <laughs> Canelo, he's from Jalisco, Mexico. He's 5'9", born in 1990. Oh, I didn't write his age down, but he's 30. Um, wins 58, right, with the last one? Mm-hmm. Okay, 58, knockouts 36, 37. 37. Uh, one loss, his reach, oh, we didn't look up the reach. That's right. 70.5, he's orthodox. And now let's get the stats for Billy Joe Saunders. He's from England. 
a gypsy. I just learned what a gypsy was today. So very proud of that. 31 years old. Also, okay. 5'11", 167 pounds. Weakest nickname I've ever heard. Superb. Southpaw, 30 fights, 30 wins, 14 losses. Do you think this is going to be a close one? 14 knockouts. Oh, 14 knockouts. Sorry, not 14 losses. He has no losses. No losses. Sorry. Sorry. Um, Do you think this is going to be a close fight? That's a good question. I think that's a question that I think people are getting most tripped up on right and they're so one-sided and they're sold the other side of it so some people say oh this is canelo's tough uh, really tough test canelo he's probably gonna he could lose this fight right and then the other side of it is this is a walkthrough for canelo he's gonna destroy him knock him out right and i this is what happens right we get so entrenched in our opinion we just fall on one side we forget that there's a whole middle ground here right this fight's gonna land in the middle ground now will this fight be competitive on the scorecards no canelo will win by landslide Will it be uh, competitive back and forth? No. If it's competitive back and forth, Canelo knocks him out. So this is what I'm talking about. Like you have a co-host, right? And she's literally I'm looking sorry. up YouTube videos. <laughs> what the, so that's how much people are into this. No, I was trying to research something that you were saying, but it accidentally popped up something else, and I clicked it. I'm sorry. I have something I wanted to add to this. I okay, do. yeah, I, I believe you. I'll t- take it for your good word. But see how people. Are, I want people to check in my podcast, right? But the people doing the podcast were checking out. I'm not checking out. I don't have to explain myself again. <laughs> <laughs> and All right. then also to be fair sometimes you rant forever and it's like you know so. if i'm not ranting this podcast is meaningless it's not meaningless it's not meaningless just sometimes i have something to say and i can't because you like never take a breath of air you just have like an unlimited supply of air when you're talking and ranting so it's like it's hard to kind of get a point in unless i you know nudge you really hard or something Go ahead and get your nudge on, but let me get back to let me get back to business, right? So, okay, so there's a middle ground that we're forgetting about, right? If this is a back and forth fight, Billy Jusson is gonna get knocked out. He can't afford a back and forth fight in this fight. Okay, he's gonna have to move around the ring, which is why he was arguing for the bigger size of the ring. A lot of head games, but that's what he's arguing for, right? A bigger size of the ring because he's gonna move around. Billy Joe Saunders coming in is the defensive fighter, right? That's the rep he has. This is what he's been his whole career. He's not the best defensive fighter in this fight, though. That's the thing no one's talking about. Canelo is a better defensive fighter than Billy Joe Saunders. Billy Joe Saunders is a better mover around the ring. He moves backwards better than most fighters in boxing today, right? Actually, a very rare talent in boxing that you don't see a lot of guys that can move backwards and go to box behind a jab. Doesn't happen a lot. That's what Billy Joe Saunders' strategy is going to be. That's what he brings to the table. That's what he's best at. But if we're going around all around defense, boxing defense, Canelo Alvarez is better defensively. He's better offensively. He's better defensively. And he's a better counterpuncher. He's got basically if you're doing little squares, right? You did little check marks, a little um, you listed everything you could bring to the ring. Canelo's gonna have all the check marks on his side, besides moving backwards and fighting behind a defensive jab. The only problem with Billy Joe Saunders is he's gonna at one point if he that's why I think that this fight it could be difficult for Canelo as to getting in to land the shots that he really wants to make him really effective. That part will be the difficult part. Will winning the fight be difficult for him? No, I don't believe so. Will he ever be in danger? No, I don't believe so. So there, the part that's going to be difficult for him is just really being able to put it on Billy Joe Saunders the way he wants to put it on. Now, if Billy Joe Saunders, right, wants to win this fight, he has the mentality to win this fight, he's at some point going to have to create some offense going forward. 
I think that's going to be behind the jab, right? So what I could say is I could break down this whole fight and I could say this is what Canelo does good, this is what Billy Joe Saunders does good, but I already kind of did that. Canelo's better at everything else and Billy Joe Saunders is going to be better moving backwards. I do have a question though. I think you're underselling one aspect of Canelo pretty heavily is that, okay, so last time, last time he fought, I think I looked up a couple fights by, from him. What I noticed was certain things were different. So I felt like, remember way back when we first started the podcast and I said there was some, it would be smart for someone on their team a fighter's team or whatever to look up what their opponent their opponents other fights right to figure out their strengths and try to get them to work on those Mm -hmm. that would be smart right but i feel like canelo's team does that or he does that i don't know but it looked different in every single fight it's not like some people they just go into the ring and do the same thing and hope that it works hope that it sticks or just really focus on their strengths i think you're underselling that aspect of it a lot oh i think you're 100 correct and i think that that is all credit to one of the most, you know, rising stars as a trainer in boxing, Eddie Reynoso, who has Ryan Garcia, has Andy Ruiz, who we saw last week, who had, who had Neri, I don't know if he has Neri anymore, and he has Canelo, right? And he has Oscar Valdez, who's like, probably had the biggest, like, wow moment of the year so far, right? Um, and yeah, so that's, you, you're 100% right. He has one of the best, he, not only does he have, is one of the best fighters, in the world, right? But he has one of the best strategists right now, currently in the world, Nanny Reynoso. So they are going to bring a strategy to the fight that isn't. It's going to be slightly different than when any we've seen in Canelo's fight, right? It's always going to be. He's always adding something new to uh, Canelo's game, and there's always a different strategy, the way he attacks a fight. Never attacks a fight the same. That's a very good point. So that I expect, right? But what I want to see, right? And I could, like I said, I could break this fight down. It's always going to end the same way. Canelo's going to win. But let, what should Billy Joe Saunders be doing in this fight? Right? What can get him to win this fight? So I put a list here together. Right? What he needs to do. Obviously, jab, 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 and more jabs. Right? Yes, that's his game. He's gonna jab, move backwards, jab. Right? But the ask the the jabbing, like uh, George Foreman said, boxing is easy if you have a jab. He cannot just be defensive with his jab though, because that's not gonna win a decision. Because the psycho. I'm so sorry. I don't know. What that is. <laughs> Like, I'm serious. I'm on this page because I have a question for you, and I don't know why. That's like, I feel like when you're at the Academy Awards, and I'm giving a speech, like, I just want the best actor, right? And I'm giving a speech, and you're trying to get me in, and it's like, I gotta I gotta work through. I gotta finish the speech. I'm sorry. I feel like Kanye when he was like, Beyonce had the best album of all time. Yeah, and I feel like Taylor Swift. I'm just here in the corner, no, like, what the hell's see, going on? I just had this open because I'm like, oh, I have a question for you, right? It's lined up. It's ready. And then that music started playing. I don't know where it came from because there's nothing. I don't know. You could just lower the volume of your phone, though. I'm just saying that. I don't know. I'm just thinking on my toes. So... Getting back to what Billy Joe Saunders has to do. He has to create an offensive jab. He has to have an aggressive jab. He's got to keep the defensive one, but at points he's got to keep Canelo moving his head, right? Being defensive and not being able to respond offensively. The only way you're going to do that is by consistently jabbing offensively, keeping Canelo at a distance. That way you could set up other shots. What else does uh, Billy Joe Saunders has to do? He has to hit and hold. He's got to get in, hit, hit Canelo on the arms, whatever. Take whatever you can get and hold. Don't let him respond. Control, frustrate, right? Movement has to have no pauses. And I don't expect it to. When Billy Joe Saunders is on his game, he doesn't stop moving. It's got to keep. He's either moving in, he's moving out, he's moving around. He's never standing still. He's never at a point where him and Canelo are staring at each other. Him and Canelo are staring at each other. He's about to get knocked out, okay? He's got to be showy. 
So this goes into the mental game, right? Of what people don't talk about when it comes to winning a fight on the scorecards, right? The mental game of it. And what I mean be showy, right? Is what uh, Billy Joe Saunders liked to do, especially against David Lemieux, is when he missed, he would look out to the crowd like, you know what I mean? He would he would make a big thing of it. Like, so it felt like he was controlling the fight. It you, makes you see what's going on. He needs to do that to Canelo, right? He needs to take the audience, right? The crowd there, the judges, and he needs to either silence them, right? Anger them. All these things, but it needs to make it feel like it's a Billy Joe Saunders night. There's a a, a mental strategy to these these things that we don't talk about winning on the scorecards, right? It's a Canelo is the star of the fight. The crowd's there for him. When he lands on your arms, the crowd's going to go crazy. The judges are going to feel like he's doing more because they're just natural human beings. And they're going to be in there with 70,000 people cheering for Canelo. Every time he does something, it's going to look like really effective, right? So what you have to do is you have to somehow take that from him. Right. If you're just going backwards and he's swinging on you and the crowd goes crazy every time he swings, he's going to win the fight. Even if he never lands on you. That's the mental part of it. That's the the part of the of winning the decision. Right. That you have to think about. So when you hit and you hold him. Right. You stole that moment. You didn't allow the crowd to go crazy. Right. When he misses you and you uh, get the crowd going, you taunt him and all that. That makes it seem like you are in control of the fight. Floyd Mayweather, when he went to watch Floyd Mayweather fight and he was being defensive, right? Say if he's Floyd Mayweather's on the ropes and you're swinging at him and you're hitting him on the arms, or maybe even some are getting through, but he's like, he's catching them, he's rolling. It looks like a Floyd Mayweather fight. It feels like Floyd Mayweather's in control of the fight because it's a fight you've seen before. Floyd Mayweather, that's what he does. This is the kind of fight he's in. If Canelo is just chasing you around the ring, swinging at you, hitting you on the arms, it feels like a Canelo fight. You got to do things to end the momentum of not just the fight, but the momentum of the crowd, the momentum of it feeling like what we've seen Canelo do before. And once again, right, you got to jab. The key part's going to be the jab of this fight. Um, oh, also, right, on Canelo, if he gives you, right, the arm shots, right, he's blocking it, take him. Take him. Take all the arm shots. Put them on his arms. Put them everywhere you can touch them. Touch, then move. My prediction for this fight, and I told you this last podcast, I'm telling you this podcast, Canelo's going to chase Billy Joe Saunders, right? If they exchange, Canelo's going to win those exchanges. And eventually, Saunders, right, who I don't expect to just move around to try to win a decision, right, if he's losing. I expect at some point he's going to take a chance. And as soon as he takes that chance, Canelo will land. And Canelo will end the fight. It might take a little longer than we expect. It might be a few rounds of him chasing him and not a lot happening. But eventually, he will. Billy Rosanders will look to be aggressive in this fight. And when that happens, Canelo will catch him. He will end the fight. It'll be over. Now, the counter to my thing is Billy Rosanders moves all over the ring. And then at points, right, he jumps in. And tags Canelo, frustrates Canelo, and really just takes the crowd out of the fight. Tags them, holds them, and it just feels like Billy Joe Saunders. And Billy Joe Saunders walks away with a decision here. It'd be a massive upset. It would be a massive upset because even to get the judges to go your way, even on a fight you want against Canelo, where you're moving backwards, is a really impossible thing. thing. It's a Laura couldn't do it, right? Trout couldn't do it. So Mayweather did it, right? But he Mayweather went forward, and he's a superstar. You're not a superstar. It'd be huge upset. It would be unbelievable. It'd be a masterclass. It would be, have to be a masterclass of boxing. 
I expect Canelo to look good. Because I expect Canelo to do the things. The, the part of him being better defensively is like not a thing that people are talking about. And that's a, it's a major thing. It's the most important thing. Is that the guy that, who's coming as the defensive fighter is not even the best defensive fighter in the ring that night. It's the major thing. Okay, let's go to the undercard. Wait. So I had a question. My question that you were laughing at me because <laughs> it went off. But why, okay, so why did they go... For Billy Joe Saunders, why did they go straight to Canelo when he could have fought this guy? What's his name? Gennady Golovkin? Yeah. Because Gennady Golovkin wouldn't fight Billy Joe Saunders. Why? Oh, oh, is he like, uh, what is it? Uh, like, Is that like Haney, how he doesn't want to fight, uh, what's that guy? Campbell? Yeah. No, well, it's a little different. Because Gennady Golovkin, who's a legend in boxing, right, um, is 39 years old. Mm-hmm. Going on 40. I think he probably is 40 years old now. And he's only going to take fights. Right now, he's at the point where he has a good contract where he could fight no-name guys and get $2 million for it, right? And he's not going to take a chance with a guy like Billy Joe Saunders who's going to move around the ring all day and he has oh, to chase. Right. It's just a style that's not suitable to the point where Golovkin is in his career right now. Now, is Golovkin going to do something? Is there a fight out there for Golovkin to make him, uh, that's going to increase his resume? No, not really, except for Canelo. That's the only fight. Wait, it says right here that it could have been a lucrative rematch with Canelo Alvarez. Oh, that's what I'm saying. That's the fight that Golovkin's waiting for. Golovkin's waiting for Canelo. He wants to fight Canelo. That fight's looking less and less likely as we're going along. And I don't expect it to happen. But that's the fight he's waiting for. Why? Because it's the only fight that could, well, first of all, be a lot of money they would make but also it's the only fight that could really help his resume right now if he beats billy joe saunders it doesn't really help his resume mm. it doesn't if he beats uh, uh demetrius andrade it doesn't help his resume there's two fights that can help his resume right now at 160 charlo and canelo and charlo is not enough to take the chance so he's just not going to do it. At this age, he isn't. He's just going to take his paydays, and then eventually he'll fight, uh, I don't know, he'll fight an up-and-coming guy that he feels like he, he might have a chance. He could lose probably uh, Maniga. Uh, Maniga. I, I hate when I can't pronounce these guys' names. but I wish I could see how it's spelled. Yeah, I know. But the, 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 so he'll probably fight that guy, you know, because that's a, a guy he doesn't have to go look for. He's going to brawl with him, and then it's a good. It's a ch- it favors his style, I guess, at this age. But I expect Canelo to win this fight, and I expect him to go on the PBC run now, a PBC tour, where he's going to fight Caleb Plant, Benavides, and Charlo. And if you're not excited about that, you're just not a fan of boxing. You really aren't. Okay, let's get to the co-main event. Alwin Soto versus Katsumari Takeyama. (laughs) Let's get to the stats. Soto is from Mexicali, 5'3", flyweight, 112 pounds nickname is la pulga uh which is the flea uh for my non-spanish speaking fans (laughs) he has 19 fights 18 wins 12 knockouts and one loss and his opponent his opponent is it takiyama Mm -hmm. it's from japan 37 years old 112 pounds 40 41 fights 41 fights? Yeah, okay. 41 fights, 32 wins, 12 wins by knockout, 8 losses. He's 5'2". Nickname is Lightning Boy. 
Ezra also just learned how to spell lightning. So yeah. did you. <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't just learn. I just we forgot. tested you. We put the, we told you how to spell lightning and you spelled lightning. I hate you so much. Orthodox. God, you can't give me anything. <laughs> I wasn't. On this anything. podcast, I am fighting for ground right now. You got to understand, when I get on this podcast, right, I am trying to capture an audience here, right? So I feel like I'm fighting every time I'm talking here. You missed a major aspect of the last fight until I brought it up. So come back to Earth, sweetie. That's why you're the co-host. That's why I have a co-host. I'm not supposed to be like, oh, like, you know, are you trying to take the whole spot? Maybe one day. Mm, dare to dream. <laughs> dare to dream. If you if you want to see a knockout this night, right? You want to see a knockout. You I need to see to our house and watch me knock out <laughs> on a regular basis. The the abuse in this house, right? Uh, the things a pregnant woman gets away with is insane. <laughs> but if you want to see a knockout, right? You want to see you. I want to see a vicious knockout. This is the fight to watch. Because Alwyn Soto is about to put it on Takayama in a way that very few opportunities, right? Takayama, he likes to move around, but he is not good defensively. He moves around, and that's his only line of defense, right, is he moves around a lot. But he also jumps in a lot, and he's very slow, and his hands are down. And he's old. And he's old, yes, to add that to the thing, he's old. And... He's very slow with his hands. His guard is horrible. He doesn't put his hands up. He comes in hands down. And Alwin Soto is is just a murderous puncher with very good leg movement, which I don't feel like they give him credit enough for. These are things that kind of bothers me, right? Is that when a guy does something, it's just so easy to generalize what he does, right? Alwin Soto's leg movement defensively connecting to offensively. So if you punch Alvin Soto, he dips his head. But he does, pay attention to this, he does the slight movement, right? A slight adjustment with his leg that allow him to when he comes under a punch that he can start moving forward into an offensive position he is very good with his legs his legs are very 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 good on the inside fighting which is to me the hardest two hardest things in fighting right is learning correct movement around the ring right to where you can box like uh billy joe saunders right like you can box like that or it's the inside fighting the, the the strength in your legs and the core and the um, balance it takes to fight on the inside with also the awareness of pay attention defensively with the action that close is very hard. Elwood Soto is very special at it. He hits very hard. And I expect him to put it on Takayama as soon as the bell rings, right? Because Takayama's style is not like he's going to... Uh, not like he's going to stay back. No, he's going to jump in too. He, he That's his style. He's, he moves around, he jumps in, he moves around again. Well, when he moves in and Alwin Soto and them exchange for the first time, I wouldn't be surprised the fight's over at that point. I expect this this fight is set up for Alwin Soto to look like a star. He's 112 pounds. There's never been a star 112 pounds. There may never be a star 112 pounds. But if there is one, Alwin Soto has the ability, has the um, the style, the the look, the he's from Mexico, all the things to be it. We will see. This is a big opportunity for him as a co-main event to Canelo's card. I see what Eddie Hearn is doing with this. This is set up for a highlight reel Sports Center top ten knockout, and that's what I predict. Just go to the next, the next fight on the card, which is kind of a random one. I'm gonna be honest with you, but this is for this is for Soliman uh, Sissoko. That's how I'm gonna guess how you spell his name. Right, it's Sissoko. the the fight the clip I the fight I watched on YouTube didn't have any uh, broadcasters or commentators. Uh, 
And that was kind of annoying because that's usually how I try to learn the fighters' names. But I'm going to guess it. Soliman Soko versus Kirion Conway. Let's go to the stats. So for Soliman, it's he's 29, uh, 5'10", 12 bites, 12 wins, 0 knockouts. Oh, no, sorry, 8 knockouts. <laughs> sorry. Orthodox. And he's from, he's French from Senegal. Oh, whoops. Conway is English. He's 24. We didn't get a weight on him. What does they're they're 154, uh, I think. Well, what's his weight? You didn't tell me his oh, weight. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. I think they're 154. 154. 5'11, 18 bites, 16 wins, 3 knockouts, 1 loss. He orthodox. Okay, so this fight, to me, is set up for Suleiman Sissoko to gain an audience right he's a very talented fighter he really is and Kirion conway is not a bad fighter himself but he's just the problem with some of the like i'm not trying to a lot of people want to put down english boxing right i don't know why right i don't know why you would put down the whole the english fighters or whatever they're very talented fighters very tough fighters all these things but there is one thing that is kind of common right like if you went to mexico right and you said like what are the majority of fighters they're all superstars majority of them are just tough but no skill just come forward take a beating and put put pressure on you right they're okay so if you want to generalize it but we know that superstars come out of there right we know that really good fighters come out of there right in england though the one thing i noticed is that they have the guys and they just learn the absolute most basic style you can learn right they're real straight up high guard one twos movement is just back and forth back and forth right that style is okay to you know you could get to a certain point but when a guy when you need to add dimensions to your game they often don't have it when you had to add a little style to your game a little cleverness they often don't have it kieran conway has that's exactly his style he's just straight up fighter he's really basic um he's got a strong jab but it's not creative it's just he can't really create offense he really can't a lot of his offense works on the guy coming forward to him, and then he responded. He he doesn't uh, really have anything to set you up. There's no traps. It's a very basic thing, and he has no power, very little pop. I think he has some pop in his left hand that's kind of, you know, you have to be wary of, but it's it's just not a lot. He brings a table that at when you get to a certain level, he's just always going to lose. And Suleiman is kind of the opposite. He has a lot of things to his game. He has a lot of dimensions to his game. Now, the problem is he's 29 years old, so he really has to get going. And this is what I think they're doing here is they're saying, you're 29. We got to get you going here, and we're going to put you on the, under, the undercard of Canelo, right, in front of 70,000 people, and let's see. we're going to see if you have it. And Kieran Conway is a good test, but he's not, you know, he should not beat you or shouldn't make it a tough fight, so you should look impressive. I expect Suleiman to look impressive on this fight because he does it everything he's got good legs he's got a good jab he's hittable but only because he's aggressive if he wants to be defensive he could be very defensive and be very talented with it um he's very focused in the ring uh good reactions uh good right uppercut he just is he's a very good fighter with very good abilities and this is his moment right here to capture something to really get going because he's 29 years old he's up against it a little bit not saying that he can't do not saying that it has to happen right now, but it has to start moving at least in the right direction. This is that fight to do it. I expect uh Suleiman to win this fight um by decision, right? I expect him to dominate the middle of the ring of this fight and just 
show all his skills sets. Now the counter is that he's you know a little too eager in this fight. Um, he wants to really he really tries to push it and he walks into a big left hook from uh, Kieran Conway, who's better offense works better when you jump in on him, right? And if that happens and he catches a big left hook, maybe ends the night. For even though they're lacking power, I think that left hand has a little pop to it. I don't think that left hand is uh, without to, you know without to be worried about. Or if it lands, it's you know it's no caution to it. I think if he lands, it, it could be trouble for Suleiman. So I expect Suleiman to have the performance that everybody's hoping for on this fight, and I I I, I pick him to win big decision wise. Okay, let's go to the UFC card now. This is a late replacement fight for uh, a fight that I was pretty interested in. It was Dillashaw versus uh. Uh, you know, Dillashaw in his comeback fight versus, uh, I know it's with the H, Hagen, Sanhagen. I hope that's right. But um, Dillashaw got hurt. As in Dillashaw's career, it's always a bunch of, you know, run into everything you could do, failed tests, injuries, all the things, right? So we go to the, the near replacement. And they, they, a lot of people are, you know, they think this is a weird call. But I, I think it makes sense after you look at it. It's Marina Rodriguez versus Michelle Watterson. And of all the fights on the card, right, these girls are the closest to a title shot than anyone. And all the guys in the fight, uh, th- this is the fight. To me, it's most competitive, and it's closest to an t- actual title shot. This is actual contenders fighting for each other. So let's get to the stats. Rodriguez is 5'7", 115 pounds. She has 16 fights, 13 wins, 1 loss. She's from Brazil. Michelle Watterson, she's from Colorado. She's 5'3". She's also 115 pounds, 26 fights, 18 wins, 8 losses, and her nickname is the Karate Hottie. One of the best nicknames of fighting. But this fight, why it's competitive, is Marina Rodriguez, who's getting better with the stand-up, getting more confident in her strikes. She has very stiff strikes. She's very aggressive. Um, she doesn't hesitate to strike. Uh, is good in a clinch, very busy guard. She's just active, and she she's going to lead to a lot of entertaining fights. You got Michelle Watterson, who's been in entertaining fights. Um, more on the craftier side this uh, at this point to me in her career. Uh, definitely more looking to get more in the clinch, more takedowns. She's definitely looking to fight maybe a little bit smarter and uh, use her experience of fighters, I would say. She can, her stand-up is, you know, she's, that's why they call her Karate Hottie, right? She's got good stand-up. I think on her right hand, she falls in a little bit. I think her right hand gets a little sloppy, and I think that gets her in trouble at times. But I think her left side is, it's it's pretty balanced. It's it's able to move quickly. Her left, like, her left kicks to mid-range, to, to a head kick, it's very quick. Like, it's one of the best, you know, lead left kicks with her front leg. You know what I mean? It just goes. It's It's quick. It's active. Her jab's good. It's just the other shots when she starts to combo and she loses herself. But I expect that the takedown part of it too of her game because she's been falling with the right hand. I'm sure she added that. What makes it a little more effective, a little less risky when she falls in. I think Marina's going to win this fight because she's just confident right now. And she's on a roll. And I think that she's not going to hesitate. And I think that Karate Hottie needs to fight in spurts. She's not going to fight consistently. She's not going to fight in a war. She's not going to be able to exchange consistently. She needs to fight. And if she's in the clinch, I think... Marina works more in a clinch than um, Watterson does. I think this is Marina's kind of like, you know, uh, coming out party where she's going to win this fight and look at look at it like a legit contender at 115. Now, I understand they're fighting at 125 this fight. And someone was, I was talking to someone on Twitter about this. 
Um, and I have no problem with it. And I think that if it's not a title fight, right, and they're just fighting and they agree to it, why not fight at weights higher than yours? If it's more comfortable and it's easier to cut and you can just focus on your training, that makes sense to me. So I have no problem with that. It still should affect them. It still should be, you know, they fight at 115. So this, they're both 115 fighters. It's considerate, um, you know, still should be considered contenders at that weight. So I, I like this fight. Um, and uh, I think it's the right idea for the main event because I think it's going to be the most competitive fight. And I think it probably is the most entertaining fight on the card. I expect Marina to win a decision on this fight. Now, the counter is that Michelle is uh, counterpunching her patience and her she could get takedowns. And I've seen Marina get took it down to her back. And Michelle just cover, uh, controls that. But remember, it's a five-round fight. So I think Marina's going to stay a little more busier. And as the rounds go, as the, when uh, Michelle tries to take breaks or tries to rest in the clinch like that, I think Marina's just going to go and outwork her to get a decision. Okay, let's get to the segment we're all waiting for. What segment is that? Fake money, real bets. You better believe it. And I'm telling you, I keep telling you, right? This is going to start turning into real money. Dangerous bets. That's what it's about to turn into. But let's go this week, right? Let's get back to fake money. What am I at right now? I'm at 1,396,000, right? Now, I know it doesn't sound that. It, it, no, it's impressive even from a million, right? But it doesn't sound that impressive for a million. You know what it sounds impressive from? From 390, where I was at, when I was yeah, desperate. I was looking when we were, <laughs> our dog got to the paper where Ezra writes all this stuff. So we were really worried that he lo- ate up the last one, which he did. But I was flipping through the bets pages and I was thinking like, dang, you were down to almost nothing. My back was against the wall. It really was. And then I figured out, right, I'm spreading it out. I'm spreading it out too much. So I need to take more of what I'm confident in. If I'm confident in it, go all in on it. So I got Canelo over Billy Joe Saunders. Like I told you, I have Canelo can win knockout. He can win decision here. I see the way Billy Joe can make it competitive, right? As in, like, competitive in spurts. But I don't see any ways of him winning this fight. Not by decision. Not by KO. You know, not by stop it. Nothing. I, I can't see it. So I'm going to bet 400K at minus 750 to win 40K. 400K to win 40K. Now, if you bet 400, right, you win 40 bucks. If you win 4,000, you win 400 bucks. This is the logic you have to think about it, right? If I put, okay, let's say I put a stock in right now. I go buy Apple stock at 130, right? It goes up a dollar, right? I'm not getting, I'm not doubling my money. I'm just getting a little section back of the, the, the amount I put in, a little part of it above it right i'm growing slowly that's you gotta do a bet if you're betting to win get rich every weekend you're not gonna get rich right you gotta get little wins here and there going forward okay let's go alwin soto i told you this is gonna be a devastating knockout 300k at minus 1200 that wins me 25k i am confident in this fight alwin soto will either win this fight by devastating knockout or takiyama will take one of the uh you know a biggest beating for 12 rounds to win me 25k Sissoko over Conway. I told you this is they set this up for Sissoko to look good. It's a test for him. It's the closest odds that I'm betting this week at minus 330. 100K to win me 30K. So this week I could win 70, uh, 95K this week just on my standard bets. Of course, I got to throw a parlay in there. So I'm going to throw in Soto, Sissoko, Neil over uh, Magni, and Canelo. That's plus 141. I'm going to bet 15K on that, and I'm going to win 21K. 
So say if I lose this parlay, right? But I win these bets. So I'm going to come home with 90, I'm going to go uh, with 95K. And then I lose that. I still walk away with 80K. That's why you got to strategize the way you bet this, the amounts you bet. But like I said, I feel confident in these picks. I feel good about these picks. And if I come back with at 14, at 1.4, I'm going to be very, feel very good. My goal is to get to 2 million. And right there, then I win. I win. Who am I competing against? I don't know, but I win. That's the point. And if I win, you win. And if I get to two million, that means whatever you bet, following my bets, you doubled your money. You cannot ask for more. Like I said, if you relate your bets to my bets, right? I'm saying four hundred k, but it could be four bucks. Win forty cents. It could be uh, forty bucks. You know what I mean? It's you win as long as I win. It's just the amount of risk you're willing to go in that you're gonna walk out winning. Fake money, real bets. This has been. The Mouthpiece Podcast with Ezra Hernandez and Jade. Bye. Peace.